Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you. My name is Mark Singh. What are you doing? I'm recording another episode. This is of the my, UMP. This is my podcast. You're not allowed to record on it, little girl. But I thought that they needed to hear from me. Uh, do you think that your advice is going to be better than mine? Well, I'm a girl, aren't I? You are, but this is my podcast, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm the target audience of your target audience. Okay, I'm going to say, get the fuck out of here. Oh, Beat it. Get out of here. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you. Little girl tried to flex up, but I kicked her out. She's now kicking rocks with her head down. You're going to hear from me today, not her. But I will have her on as a guest soon because she does have really good advice. And I actually want to send her a little congratulations. I want to say that she got promoted. She actually just got a brand new job. But I want to send you a really huge congratulations. I am so fucking proud of you. I can't even explain it. I'm so ridiculously proud. You know when... Something happens to somebody else, boys, and you're like, yeah, good job. And you're kind of like jealous. I am genuinely, genuinely proud of this girl because she's put in so much work, so much dedication. She's just an absolute champion. And she got this dream level job, executive level, going to be stacking chips. I'm going to be dripping in diamonds, sitting poolside, just absolutely in drip because this girl's going to get me iced up. You know what? You know what? You can do the podcast. I'm going to quit this shit. I don't even need to work anymore. The Ultra Marissa podcast. The Ultra Marissa, is that what we're calling it? (laughs) I love this chick. So anyway, congratulations, sweetheart. I absolutely love you. You are a fucking champion. And songs will be written about you. They'll be sung around campfires for generations to come. So gentlemen, today we are going to talk about 10 awesome questions to ask girls. And I always over deliver in this podcast. So I'm actually going to give you, what was it, 13? And Marissa had a few things to add in there too. So I think these were questions that I probably asked her. And this is good stuff to do when the conversation's dying, you don't have a lot of substance. And always, boys, you want to focus on getting her into her emotions. It's the most important thing. Because listen, if she brings up some boring shit and you run with it, she's going to blame you for boring her. She brings up the presidential election and you're like, oh, let's talk about that. And you talk about it for 20 minutes and then she's like, thanks, bye. She's like, damn, that guy was boring. That guy was a fucking sea bass. Watching paint dry was more interesting than talking to that idiot. And the whole time, dude, she's the one who brought up the topic. So you as the man have to lead the conversation like a midget out of urinal. You're going to have to stay on your toes. And if she brings up some boring stuff and she keeps talking about it or even negative things, Just change the topic. Just straight ask her a question. Like from the 10, actually 13 questions that I'm going to give you today. These are really good for the first date, but also the first conversation. So let's go ahead and jump right into them. What was the best day of your life? What was the best day of your life? Now, if I ask you that, brother, you're going to get all fired up. Your broveries are going to get all inflamed and you're going to get totally psyched that I'm asking about the best day of your life. Like seriously, what was the best day of your life? Think about it right now. Think about that experience or one of the best days of your life. Just pick a good day of your life. God damn it, I'm trying to make a point here. There you go, you got it. How do you feel? You feel good. 
And that's the entire point of these questions is to make her feel good, to make her think, and obviously to fill in the empty spaces with something that's going to elicit her attraction for you. Okay, so what was the best day of your life is the first one. Second one I like to ask is what would you do with $100 million? What would you do if I just gave you $100 million right now? Like what would you go do? What kind of stuff would you buy? But after you get done buying everything, what would your mission be? Would you help people? Would you start a new business? Would you do a podcast, the Ultra Marissa podcast? For example, like what would you do? This gets you thinking. This elicits emotions. This is really, really powerful stuff. If you could have dinner with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? So I want to ask you this. If you could have dinner with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Okay, I know who I'd have dinner with. It would probably either be Jesus Christ, Buddha, or Lao Tzu. Okay, that's obviously who I'd have dinner with because I'm very spiritual. I want to know what the hell is going on. Why are we here? I definitely have my opinions as to that, but I want to know what they think that answer is. And how cool would it be even to just have dinner with like King Leonidas of Sparta or Joan of Arc or Theodore Roosevelt, more affectionately known as Theodore Roosevelt? How cool would that be? So you ask her that, she gets to think, she gets to get into her emotions, she gets to hypothetically create a situation. And from that, there's lots of conversation that can come out of it. If you could do anything without any chance of failure, what would you do? And I want to ask that to you boys because there is where you find your purpose. If you could do anything without any chance of failure, what would you do? I know for me, I would be a motherfucking dating coach. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And boys, I failed time after time after time to become a dating coach. I tried to become a dating coach, failed. Then I opened a press release company. Was doing that, didn't really enjoy it. Tried to become a dating coach again and failed. Then I became a copywriter, which is basically a sales writer for websites. Then I tried to become a dating coach and succeeded after literally 10 years of failure after failure after failure. Why? Because I believe I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't good enough yet. I hadn't gone through enough chicks. I hadn't gone through enough adversity. And now that I have gone through that adversity, when a client comes to me and says, dude, I'm going through a hard time. I'm like, I know what that's like, man. I've been there myself. I literally have had so many disappointments in this space. I have torn apart my entire office. One time, this like Facebook campaign came back and it was like just this abysmal failure. I lost like $8,000 that I saved for two months. I freaking tore apart my entire office. Another time I was going mountain biking and I launched this campaign that I've been working on for like three months and got zero. That is bagel sales. And I was fucking punching the roof in my car so hard I almost broke my wrist. So dude, make no mistake, boys, don't get it twisted. I know what the fuck adversity feels like. And that's why I'm a good dating coach is because I've went through the adversity that you guys are going through, not only with my business, but women as well. I used to get denied so often. I used to get rejected as just a default reaction to my openings. And that's why I feel I'm the best coach there ever is, is because I fucking suffered for years to get to the place I am now. And now my boys are extremely successful because I know what it's like to be in the canyons of pure despair and failure. And I know what it's like to be at the top of the mountain, getting more ass than a toilet seat, just an absolute girl magnet. And believe me, the top of the mountain is way better. And I want to get you there. But you have to ask yourself, what would I do if I had no chance of failure? Then you know what your purpose is. 
And yes, even if it's playing video games or riding your skateboard or sailing across the world, whatever it is, ask yourself that question honestly, and you'll know your purpose. And this is the exact same coaching or mentoring, as I like to call it, that I do to females. What would you do if you could do anything without any chance of failure? What would you do? They light up. They love talking about this shit. And then I say, that is your purpose. Why aren't you going through your purpose? And then I'll actually coach them through it. And then they get massively attracted to me. Because when you mentor a woman, when you coach her, when you tell her what it's like, they get more attracted to you. Simple question here. What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to do? Oftentimes, they'll say things like dancing, playing volleyball, going on hikes in the woods, snowboarding. And what I always bring it back to is the now. The reason they feel good dancing is because they're not thinking. They're totally in the present moment. They're just there with the music, there with their body, just letting the moment be. They're not overanalyzing it. They're not worried about the future. They're not dwelling on the past. They're just in the present moment. And that's true for all of us, right? I really like mountain biking. I love to go to Trestle Bike Park, which is a downhill mountain biking park. I actually have this epic picture, dude, on my desktop. These guys took a picture of me as I launched off this huge bridge, this huge feature. And I'm looking at it right now and I just got the biggest smile on my face. You can see through my full face helmet. If you ask me, like, what's your favorite thing to do? I don't know if mountain biking is necessarily my favorite thing to do. It is right now. I go through rotations Actually, honestly, my favorite thing to do is to coach men to do this podcast and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It's literally my favorite thing to do. But if you ask me like, what's it like to mountain bike? And I'll be like, dude, it feels so good when you just fucking send it, bro. You just hit that tabletop and you're like, boom, and then you land perfectly on the other side. Oh my God. If you guys know Trestle Bike Park, Rainmaker is the sickest run ever. It's just like tabletop, 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 berm, 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 double, fucking tabletop into another berm. It's so sick. And man, I've never been higher than going down that run Rainmaker, just fucking charging it. And if I talk about that to a woman or even to you, I'm feeling good. And I'm literally feeling good right now because I'm asking myself these questions. What if you ask it to a woman? If you could have a billboard on the side of the road, what would it say on it? You know what mine would say on it? Lighten up, bro. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. That's what I'd say. So there's my billboard, man. What would your billboard say on it? Yours would say, a true master is not the one with the most students, but the one who creates the most masters. Or it'd say, may your infinite wisdom and boundless compassion heal the suffering of all sentient beings. Or perhaps you'd say, this administration is like being fucked in the ass without a condom. See, what would you say, man? What would you say on your billboard? It's really something interesting. And some of the shit that girls say, it's like, really, dude, that's what you'd say? Okay, sounds pretty good. But you know, I talk to a lot of young girls who are in their early 20s or mid 20s. And like some of the shit they say to these questions, it's like six forehead slaps, bro. It's just like, <laughs> idiot. But I don't say that to them. I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. Be kind to each other and let your love light shine. Oh my God, bro, I want to hit my forehead so hard. But no, no, that's cool, Kelly. That's really, I really admire that. So anyway, if you could leave right now for anywhere in the world, where would you go? Which is an awesome, awesome question because that leads into a hypo story. So here's what you do. You're in the conversation with her, whether it's the first conversation or the first date. You say, hey, let me ask you an interesting question. My friend Jessica actually asked me this a couple days ago and I was like, damn, that's a good question. So if you could leave right now for anywhere in the world, 
where would you go? Okay. And she's going to say, oh, we go to Greece or I'll go to Hawaii or Australia or Beirut or whatever the fuck she chooses. And you're like, yeah. And then we'd go there. Let's say she says Greece, right? And you're like, yeah. And then we'd go there and we dress in togas and eat gyros on the beach and get motorcycles and just ride them on the ocean shore and go look at that awesome island Santorini where they have all those awesome white buildings with the blue roofs on the side of that island. How cool would that be? So what you're doing is you're painting a picture of you and her going to the place that she wants to go. And it's eliciting those emotions inside of her and getting her more attracted to you because of it. Next question is, what's the nicest thing you've ever done for a friend? And I actually consider this one a qualifying question. And a qualifying question is basically like, she has to sell herself to me. So by me asking her, what's the nicest thing you've ever done for a friend? She's kind of selling herself to me because she's going to explain how cool she is doing this thing for her friend. Another really good question is, what are you passionate about? And this kind of goes into what's your favorite thing to do. But if you can get people talking about their passions, you're going to make them like you. Like if somebody meets me and they're like, hey, man, I understand you have the Unapologetic Man podcast. What's your favorite thing to talk about? And I'd say the art of living, how to live effectively, how to use things like the law of attraction, why being kind to others and doing things for other people always results in people being kind to you. I also like to talk about masculinity, how to up our testosterone and step into that warrior within ourselves. In fact, I like to talk about the peaceful warrior. Half of me is peaceful. The other half of me will fuck your shit up. So if somebody gets me talking about that, what I'm passionate about, I'm going to be pumped and I'm going to like that person. And for any females listening, just ask this to dudes. Believe me, they're going to be pumped. You're like, what are you passionate about? And he's like, steroids. I really want to like make my neck disappear and be so wide I can hardly walk through a door. Right? That's the kind of answers you're going to get from these douche copters. But people love to talk about themselves. So make it about the other person. If you don't write down one of these and you have one thing to remember, make it about the other person and get into their emotions. Super powerful. I also like to ask, what would you say is your best quality? In the realm of qualifying, which basically is bait for her to explain herself to me, this one is really possible. Once again, what would you say is your best quality? All right, now I want to give you two that could easily lead into the first kiss and or can lead into some sexual tension or sexual talk. I love saying this one to girls. So listen, Kelly, I hear through the grapevine that you're a really, really bad kisser. True story? Okay, so I'm telling her she's a bad kisser. I heard it through the grapevine. She's going to get all shocked and chagrined. She's going to be like, what? No, I'm not. And then I make her explain how she kisses to me. Now that we're talking about kissing, I may talk about how I like to be kissed on the neck or sometimes with women, neck is the most sensual place. I may ask her, where's your favorite place to be kissed? Which is another awesome question you can ask her. So for you guys who are wondering like how to ramp up into sexual tension, What I always do is ask these kinds of questions, but only, and I want you to listen very carefully, only if I have several signs of attraction. What are signs of attraction? Touching her hair, cheeks being blushed, general deer in the headlights look, laughing at jokes that aren't funny, staring at your mouth consistently, leaning in, asking you tons of personal questions, just being generally interested in you. So if I get about three of these signs and I'm like, okay, this chick wants to kiss me, I'll be like, so Kelly, I heard through the grapevine. Now don't get mad at your friends, but they did tell me this, 
that you're like the most horrible, the worst, the most atrocious kisser ever. Like you do the helicopter tongue maneuver, the jackhammer tongue maneuver. You do the dog lick, like trying to lick the back of dude's throats. Like I <laughs> heard it's really bad. And she's going to be like, oh my God, that's so not true. And I'll be like, oh, really? So how do you kiss then? What's your theory? What's your skill set now? Let, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. She's going to be like, well, what I do is this, this, and this. And be like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good. Do you think guys like it? It should be like, well, I haven't had any complaints. Be like, huh, that's interesting. And then between kissing, where would you say the most sensual place on the body is to kiss? Like above the shoulders, Kelly, get out of the gutter, get your mind out of the gutter. Above the shoulders, do you think the ear or the neck is more sensual to kiss? Like what feels best to you? And she's like, oh, I really like my neck to be kissed. And let me guess, you like just like a little bit, you just kind of lick it a little bit and then kiss it. And maybe just when the timing is right, a little bite, right? You like that, don't you? Now we're talking about sexual tension. So once again, boys, two questions right there. I hear through the grapevine that you're an absolutely atrocious kisser. You are nicknamed the Panamanian lizard on Facebook. True story? Okay, and or where's your favorite place to be kissed? Gangster level shit. All right, I left the last one to have to do with my Monday, October 31st podcast. And that one is, what's your best ghost story? I love ghost stories and damn right, I believe in ghosts, thousand percent. In fact- I have two really good personal ghost stories that I'm going to share with you guys on Halloween. That, of course, is October 31st, Monday. So look out for that podcast to drop. And I'm also going to talk about why telling stories with women is so unbelievably powerful to get them attracted to you. So I'm actually going to tell you three stories. I'm going to tell you two of my own ghost stories and then another ghost story that's goddamn terrifying. You will believe in ghosts if you hear this bad Jackson. And then I'm going to talk about how to do storytelling and why it elicits so much attraction in women. So let me go over these real quick. If you guys want to take notes, this is the time to do it. Okay, I'm going to go over it really quick. What would you do with $100 million? If you could have dinner with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? What was the best day of your life? If you could do anything without any chance of failure, what would you do? What's your favorite thing to do? If you could have a billboard on the side of the road, what would it say on it? If you could leave right now for anywhere in the world, where would you go? What's the nicest thing you've ever done for a friend? I hear through the grapevine that you're a really bad kisser. True story. What are you passionate about? What would you say is your best quality? What's your best ghost story? And where's your favorite place to be kissed? I believe that's 13 of them, gentlemen. I always over-deliver in this podcast, but not only in my podcast, but also in my coaching program. Every single one of my clients will attest that I 100% have their back I pour my blood, sweat, and tears into every champion who trusts me enough to invest in my program, and I leave no man behind. I'm like a Delta Force operative up in this bitch, dude. My boy goes down, I'm dragging him out of the battlefield, patching up his wounds and getting him back into the fight, and that's why all my guys get unprecedented success. That's why I have over 100 goddamn testimonials on my website, all of them glowing to the highest degree, none of them coerced, but all of them willingly sent to me, and that's literally over the last eight months alone. So if you wanna get to the absolute highest level possible for you when it comes to women, come meet with me on a breakthrough session where we'll discuss your biggest issues with women, how long I think it will take you to get to your goals with women, as well as some of your internal limiting belief systems, meta programs, traumas, and schemas that have held you back for as long as you can remember with women. I'm here for you, brother. 
go to my website, coachmarksing.com, click on coaching and or click the first link, the second link, uh, which one is it? I don't know, but click the link in the description below. It will guide you right to it. Coachmarksing.com forward slash coaching and sign up to get on that call with me. Gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. As a reminder, on Halloween, I'm dropping a pretty cool one, so come back for that. And I actually have another really special one dropping on Thursday after Halloween, November 3rd. I have a special guest who's gonna tell you how to give women the most smashing orgasms ever with just your penile instrument. That's right, with penetration alone without even needing to tickle her pickle. So stay tuned for that, gentlemen. I do appreciate you listening and I will see you in the next episode.